Hey, this is Alex. Uh, you may hear Whack at the beginning of this episode say that this is the premium zone because originally this episode was going to go on our Patreon. However, we thought it was kind of newsworthy, so we decided to swap it out with the one we recorded for the main feed. You can hear an entire another Western Kabuki episode if you go to patreon.com slash Western Kabuki. All right, enjoy the episode. Take it easy. And we're in the premium zone talking about premium banks with our good friend, Ed. How are we doing? What's up? Big Z. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I tell you, whew, what a weekend getting lots of texts and people being like, did you have your money in Silicon Valley Bank? And I said, no, I had it in a real bank. And <laughs> Bank of America. But it's the beautiful, corrupt institution that I know won't lose my money because they're busy making it from like... I don't actually know how Bank of America makes their money, but I assume it's very bad. Yes. Some blood sure. involved for sure. Surely uh, just investing in every type of terrible company that makes this world a worse place to live in. That's yeah. right. That's but that's a for. real but that's a real bank. They're not well, telling SVB you that there's something was a real different. bank, kind of. <laughs> yes. Well, he had a charter. Yeah. Which is great, and they and their deposits are apparently uh, insured by the FDIC. Um, so not you a lot recently, of them, not a lot of them. only four so percent of them. Mm. Only we'll four percent. Uh, so you just wrote your uh, you just wrote your piece about um, this this situation. Do you mind giving us a little rundown for the the listeners? Oh God. Okay. So Silicon Valley Bank banked roughly half of American startups quite a few uh, foreign ones as well. They, like another bank called Silvergate, had basically invested their money in long-term treasury bonds at a time when treasury bonds were his at historically low rates. However, they then found themselves, due to the startup economy becoming a little bit spicy in the last year, with a lot of money going out. They then had to sell a bunch of those bonds at a loss because their stinky, nasty old bonds were suddenly being, they were being, now the bonds you could get because the Fed had hiked the interest rates. The bonds you could buy today were, well, a few days ago, I guess, were higher higher interest rates. You got more for your investment and lower maturity date, meaning that it took less time to make more money, basically. It's kind of a dilution of it, but that gets the job done. So they had to sell, sell about Cry, it was it was either 1.8 billion or like 22 billion of bonds. Forgive me for not remembering, but they had to sell them a massive a lot. No, they lost 1.8 billion dollars on that sale. They sold them to Goldman Sachs. So what actually then happened was so fucking stupid, it makes me want to scream. <laughs> Several VCs sent round emails to put their portfolio companies saying, Hello, hello, everyone. Please pull your money from the bank now. And then that spread like wildfire throughout the valley and then onto Twitter. And then $42 billion went out of that bank. $42 so billion. Why did, why did all of a sudden it become not trustworthy? Like, I, I, I don't know so a lot what about had happened. bank runs exactly or this bank in particular. Oh, no, I, yeah. can, I can explain that. So what happened was someone, I forget which investor did this, but an investor, I think it might have been Fred Wilson, one of his partners or research people said, I don't like what how this bank is doing business. I'm worried that they will run out of money. This isn't good. And then they then Fred Wilson told Union Square Ventures portfolio 
companies, I believe. Let's pull your money out. Let's. Di- I don't actually think he even said pull it out. I think he said diversify your money, like move it between different banks, which is fairly standard. The problem is SVB actually was not in trouble until everyone started pulling the money. Most banks do not have all the money on hand. It's fucking terrifying. So $42 billion goes out, SVB shits its pants, the FDIC takes over, and then there is a an industry-wide panic over the weekend where everyone's thinking, oh shit, most deposits here, 96%, I believe, of deposits at SVB were actually un- they were over the $250,000 that the FDIC guarantees. So there was a little bit of time where it kind of looked like most of the startup ecosystem was about to take a huge multi-billion dollar bath. However, Janet Yellen, and damn was she loud. <laughs> She came in, Department of Treasury came in, FDIC came in and basically said, we'll guarantee these deposits and it'll come out of a fund that is paid into by all the banks. And so they were saved. And now what's even weirder is SVB is back, baby. They are back. They're (laughs) operating like a normal bank. And they're like, hey, everyone, put your money back in. We're fully guaranteed by the government. It'll be fine. And everyone is unsurprisingly like, you sure about that? So and there's they, no, there was no real consequences for like this bank at all. <laughs> there were and there weren't. So the people, the the Joe Biden has made it very clear that the executives involved in SVB are going to get their shit pushed in, and I actually believe that will happen because someone's got to pay. Someone has got to pay for this, and it will happen. And so, then, but what's really come out of this is that nobody likes the tech industry. Nobody likes these little <laughs> freaks. And I, 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 I will say this as one of them and someone that works with them. The problem with the tech industry right now is that the loudest, most annoying people, the people that you associate with tech, are not actually the majority of them. In fact, David Sachs, Elon Musk, Jason Calacanis, Mike Solana, none of these people are indicative of most tech people. The problem is they're extremely fucking loud and there are people like them. And also the most popular tech stories of the last 10 years have been, what, Theranos, Uber, <laughs> we just work. labor violations and straight up fraud. How about, and no one's really talked about this, but I truly believe that Indiegogo also had its reason. It may have turned people against tech because there was that boom in 2015 where you had a bunch of shit that just never made it out the door. Real people got screwed. And then you had cryptocurrency where real people got screwed again. So no, I don't think the average person is sitting there thinking, man, these people are cool. Tech's so cool. They're thinking these rich fucks, they got away with it again. They get, they just get their asses wiped whenever they ask. Yeah, that reminds me when, uh, like, I think it was a few days ago now, there was um, like a tech guy on Twitter that made a post some, that went something like, I, I should have found it, but it was something like, uh, wow, uh, people, the average person really doesn't like us when we view ourselves as like superheroes. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> that, that, that statement alone is why so many people hate you. But also, there's another thing, which is, This bank, had it died, I know it's hard to accept. First of all, not a bailout, not what happened. It's a bank fund, no taxpayer money. But also, had this bank failed, I realized that you think that the rich 
bastards would have got fucked. No, those guys got their money out first. You realize that's what happened, right? Like that, the smart money leaves before they warn people. You think they were sitting around saying, well, I'm going to give you a head start before I pull my money. No, they yanked all their cash immediately. Yoink. So had the bank gone to shit, the people who would have got washed out, sure, some high net worth individuals, not that high, mostly would have been payroll for companies. Payroll for people making, yeah, more than the average person. Absolutely. Probably starting around 70K, I'd say at the lowest. So not a small amount, but also not like opulent richness. So yeah, you'll definitely have people who are making ridiculous money, don't get me wrong, but it would have led to like tens of thousands of people just losing their jobs immediately and having nowhere to go because 50% of the startups would have lost their money. This sucks because I realized the natural thought is, fuck them, they should die. I get it. I get why you're saying that. I get why people feel this way. I Tech has become its own worst enemy in the public view. But the people you fucking hate would not have been the ones that got hurt. Those people, the ones you hate, the rich people, had their money elsewhere and also could have afforded to lose it even if they didn't. And I think that this whole situation is so frustrating because you'd think that tech would be a bit more grateful as well. You think any of these see where's Mark Benioff? Uh, fucking Ohana ass motherfucker. Where's Mark Benioff <laughs> saying how good this is that this happened? You're in fucking Hawaii again, you asswipe. Jesus Christ. But these if, people if uh if that's the case that none of these guys would have taken a haircut anyway, why was Jason Calacanis all caps freaking out the entire week? Because he's what? a little worm who loves attention. He wanted to <laughs> insinuate himself into a story he was uninvolved with. Ron Conway, I believe of SV Angel, he is the one that led the effort to make it work. And I hear Ron as as decent as you can call a venture capitalist, yeah, never had a bad interaction with him, only heard good things from him. Like, and he is the one that led like the Kamala Harris Obama thing. Like he's the one that got the, the thing done. He is the one Wait, that actually put thing? that together. What thing? The whole bailout, quote unquote, mm. the FDIC. Oh, he's okay. the one that, that pulled that effort together. Jason Calacanis went on Twitter and was like, it was me. I did this. <laughs> Look at me. Looks like the fucking baby man from Cloudy yeah. with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> fucking li nasty little shit. Not an arsey won't kiss in service of his own brand. Remember when he was kissing up to Elon fucking Musk a few months ago? Oh, Elon, make me see. Oh, ooh, daddy. Ooh. <laughs> and David Sachs was out there. So funny. So fucking funny. Real piece of crap, that guy. David going out Sachs, saying, yeah. look, even, even libertarians know a government should stop a bank run. What are you talking about, you horse's ass? Yeah. No, <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. Watching watching people dunk on him in particular was a really so fun part of this process. This last so week, good. yeah, people just digging up old tweets like this. You, yeah, from like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like a deep excavation. He was the one. He's the one who was like, um, like panic tweeting like. Immediately, we need a. He had like an emergency pod. They, he had he like must six have had money things. in there. I think yeah. him and Jason. I obviously no yeah. way to confirm this. I'm 100% sure they had some sort of reason to do this. That were, it wasn't about the startup. He, like Gary Tan, who I wish I could just remove the politics part of his brain because every time I've talked to Gary, he seems decent. And he's like, Jessup Odin needs to be, needs to be put in jail. And it's like, oh man, <laughs> come on, mate. You got to fucking stop. But 
He is the one who was like, listen, startups are going to be fucking destroyed if we don't fix this. David Sachs was just like, the government needs to save the bank. He wasn't even, he wasn't even like, oh, I must say this story. He's like, no, the government must save our beautiful bank. <laughs> I love you, bank. Kiss me. <laughs> yeah, no the, idea uh, how he talks. <laughs> no, I think you got it. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I I was I was pretty uh, I was pretty entertained at the number of libertarians who suddenly think that uh, <laughs> government aid is actually necessary and important in a functioning society. Um, well, what has happened? Okay, so what has happened since um, since you like since the weekend since so all the panic SVB and the, the was, bank run? So SVB Silicon Valley Bank was turned into a new bank which is basically the same bank. They put the guy who, forget his name, the guy who pulled Freddie Mac out, or Fannie, Mac, Fannie Mae out of the toilet in the 2008 crisis. He was the one that, that they just shoved in there and went like, you fucking clean this up, I don't know. <laughs> so he's used to taking broken shit and trying to make something work with it. So SVB is back, baby. It's back in POG form. And <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize that. I, like, I knew that there was like, technically so it's not technically a bailout like a, a taxpayer bailout it, correct? it's a levy or a i forget what they call it but basically it's a fund that all of the banks pay into okay so it's like it's it's like car insurance on like a banking level basically yes it's okay. so that they, what it's meant to be is a harsh warning to the banks don't do exactly what happened here <laughs> do not do this because you'll all fucking pay for it and still the banks did it. The banks, God bless the banks, just like not fucking learning a single goddamn thing. <laughs> well, I, but, but actually, this is very different to what happened in the financial crisis before, because what happened there was, I, I'm showing my ass here about how stupid I am, but basically they invested in buying mortgage-backed securities and the mortgages themselves were to complete shit. In this yeah. case, it was, SVB genuinely wouldn't have shuttered had all the VCs not freaked out. No solidarity. Zero solidarity. They don't give a fuck about each other. They don't give a fuck about... I, and there are plenty of VCs I've known who are decent people who don't seem to just invest in, like, the children-crushing machine or the SaaS product <laughs> necessary to run the children-crushing machine. But they seem... Like, those ones are just drowned out by the David Sachs and Jason Calacanis of the world. These people who have this insane hero complex... Where they're like, oh, we're special. You're not fucking special. You're not. You're not. Be happy you with understand. your job. These these tech startups are so special for uh, putting fees on delivery apps. All I think these people are so special. I think they are special, but not in the way they mean. <laughs> they, they're special. They're special in a way that should be kept away from society, not empowered. But but that's the problem. Most of tech is quite boring. Most of tech is like software for sales or like construction management and stuff like that. Just stuff that is not particularly sexy. It's why it has a need. It exists for a reason. But then you get the loud, annoying stories. And frankly, what has the tech industry brought the world recently? That's the big thing that I wish the tech industry would wake up to. There, 20 years ago, oh, we got fucking cell phones. We've got watches and shit. We've got cool things. Even Uber at the beginning was approaching a legal company. They had to work within the livery laws. They were called Ubercar at the time, I believe, or Ubercab, I forget. 
They only had delivery services. Had Uber started off as a company where they just said, this is going to be more expensive than a regular cab because we have to, we actually have to make this a business that doesn't destroy lives. And had they done that, had they like set a fucking minimum wage for it and made it more expensive for the customer, which would have meant it grew, it grew slower, Uber could actually genuinely have been a genuine change for the world. Instead, what happened was they settled up and they, I'd say they lobbied if that actually was what happened. What happened was they just fucking crushed their way. They just launched in cities and local councils were just like, uh, what the fuck do we do here? Shit. Shit, everyone's using it. Shit, shit, shit. We like these guys now. <laughs> and that's why you have Instacart, DoorDash, and all those paying people threepence as they wade through. What? That was like rainstorms a few years ago where like a poor DoorDash guy was like waist deep in water. That guy didn't get a tip. You know that, it. Yeah. You know that motherfucker receiving that order was like, and now from 10% to zero because my order <laughs> was late. Exactly. All of... Silicon Valley genuinely could have. I really do think Uber was an inflection point where Silicon Valley could have genuinely actually changed the world. But what they chose was greed. And now there are so many in the Valley who are just like, why don't people like us? Don't they know what we've done for them? Without ever asking, what do they think we've done for them and what have we actually done for them? And the answer is usually fuck all. Right. Um, and that is the thing that I've seen from them is just that like sort of bald faced shock where I think the rest of us, I like me personally for a long time. And I think it's been something that people are talking about. Like it very much feels like they are done for a long period of time that we're not going to like whatever they think they can promise us. A lot of these products are just basically reskins of a different product and a way to financialize like a part of my normal life um and i am wondering like do you think that this is like the beginning of the end for these nope. fuckers or no you don't think that anyone who <laughs> thinks that i got some bad news well, nothing you, changes uh, <laughs> okay nothing's gonna change from this Nothing. I think there are some good things that could come from it in the sense that this probably won't be allowed to happen again because it was expensive and annoying and a lot of people got embarrassed. But also, I do think that you're going to see it's going to take a minute. You're going to see the tech. You're going to see a huge schism in the valley. You're going to see the reactionary fuckwits like David Sachs. Pause there, though. Real quick thing. You want to know how David Sachs made his money? He sold a company called Yammer to Microsoft. Twitter for work. It was a <laughs> god-awful product. Oh, man. He got Wait, so this. rich from that. Then he went and took over a company called Zenefits, which had fallen apart because it was run terribly and there were people fucking in the stairwells. I am not kidding. <laughs> oh, no. I, did so a, I, did, I didn't know how this guy was famous. This is and really I did a SAS conference once. And I made a joke saying that the band was called Friends with Zenefits. I have never heard a quieter room in my life. <laughs> I drank my entire glass of wine. And as I was walking out, some guy said, yeah, I think the British guy was drunk. And I said, what do you fucking say? And my friend was like, no, we're going, man. Like, we're going, man. I'm not even, I just yelled that so that the guy would look around the corner for the rest of his life. But you're going to get these reactionary types like Sax who are going to keep being like they are because they have ounce 
uh, they have an alarming amount of power because they have a podcast called the All In Podcast that fucking sucks. God. Yeah, but they, it's like really popular. However, they have their own little uh, designation on Twitter now too. By yeah, the way. how they, they get their own separate. little badge on there? Because they yeah, all fucking love Elon Musk, and Elon Musk loves them. He's like, I love the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so is, yes, is that all it takes? This is just epic. Like Elon Musk enough, and yeah, you, you just have to be his friend. Because Elon Musk, when he took over Twitter, was just like, uh, yes, uh, David, Jason, uh, please do all the work. I've never <laughs> run a business before. <laughs> well, didn't you run Tesla, sir? Well, no. <laughs> so, but people like that, they did get kind of embarrassed here. And no one really looks on them fondly. And in fact, there were people in the tech industry who were like, oh, God, ooh, yeah. So I do think you're going to get some reflection I do think there is going to be a move to try and be less reactionary. I don't want to get ahead of myself and say it will be a powerful movement. I don't want to say it's going to be successful. But I think it, things are going to change because there are a lot of people who are just relieved to still have money. There well, are I think it's I, going to make the next election either more annoying or more funny. Or I actually seen. believe it won't. I don't think, because look at what the right has done here. They were like, well, uh, the problem with Silicon Valley Bank is it was gay and woke. <laughs> it was, it was also, there were people of color in it. Yeah. And, and two veterans. The, the I fucking love that, like the woke <laughs> bank. They, yeah. they got nothing left. They got no ideology. They're just like, ah, think it's woke and chuggy. Yeah. I want to know how many people actually buy into that. Like the, the people no, that, that watch, it has to be like oh, millions. Small, uh, that's small. the talking millions. point for the, the common cat turd reply guy is that the banks yeah. are gay and woke now. But like is, in real life, like real life people, who, yeah, who, the, hell, who the hell is going to like recite that? My, <laughs> you have to watch my, Tucker Carlson to find out and I'm not going to do but that. But I genuinely <laughs> think those people, because you can point uh things you can point at like tangible things and say you're mad at this but what is woke no one really knows bethany mandel doesn't know <laughs> no one knows she, what wrote woke. The woke book. she woke the yeah. woke book like no one really knows and you can't talk to it just vaguely means like we don't actively murder trans people i think like it doesn't really make any sense and it's changed every two minutes and it gets very like they were um the ray what's his name Jonah Ferguson riots, like he uh, riots yeah. the wrong word. I don't. I want to class that as the time when the police militarized against innocent people protesting. Uh -huh. Just to be abundantly fucking clear, he was wearing a Twitter "Stay Woke" shirt. Like that word's been around a minute. Mm. Yes, but nevertheless, I think that there is going to be the valley is now potentially seeing that. Oh, our loudest fuckwits are really stupid. No one is impressed anymore. It used to be you could pretend that people were impressed. But in the last year, you've gone from, yeah, you've got the electric car man. He's cool. To, oh, oh, no, the electric car man may very well be one of the dumbest people to walk this earth. <laughs> this person may not know how to turn a car on, let alone make one. Yeah, I mean, that sentiment definitely has grown, especially in, like, liberal circles. Like, I've yeah. talked to people in real life, like, adults, and they're, like, Even... 50s and 60s that are, like, oh, this Elon Musk guy, he's kind of weird and problematic and probably not very smart. And it's, like, Even a few 20 years, like, 10 years ago, like, liberal, like, liberal, like, suburbanites are, like, his 
prime demographic yeah. as like a customer. And I used to like, think he was cool like 10 years ago because I did not know fucking anything. I was just like, this guy brought car electric. Cool. And then the, he was the king you, of Reddit. He's oh, yeah. he wasn't even on Reddit. Didn't even post. <laughs> he's the king of stealing Jacob JPEG compressed images from Reddit. Like and but, ser- but getting back to my, my my meandering point, which is 20, 10, 15, whatever you call it. When it, Steve Jobs dying was really the beginning of the problem. That was the beginning of the Valley not being quite as fun because it used to be every year, Steve Jobs got up and said, just one more thing. And he fart out of his mouth and he'd buy whatever he sold. And there used to be something cool about that. You were like, okay, Steve Jobs, and it would usually be cool. Apple shit's cool. I'm sorry. I like it. I like my phone. I like my watch. It's cool. And then... Steve Jobs dies and Tim Cook takes over and he seems respectable enough. And yet what's really come out of Apple that's fun? Okay, so we can't rely on Apple. So we've got Tesla. Let's see what Tesla's up to. Oh, the Model 3 came out, the first really affordable electric car. Where is the heads-up display behind the wheel? Oh, it isn't there. (laughs) It isn't there at all. You have to look at a screen in the middle of your car while you were driving the car forwards. (laughs) i saw that like i saw like a video of that and i mean that seems like the most atrocious thing of all time it is like i'm sorry but i do not want to look at a screen to see any of my dashboard (laughs) and so okay so virtual reality we have got oculus rift okay cool oh this sucks this sucks so bad even the good one sucks i'm sorry i tried to play half-life alex my, I felt weird. It looked weird. I had to adjust it. I hated every fucking moment of it. God damn it. <laughs> Makes you I sick if you've a, been playing for too long. I wanted to play a Half-Life game so bad. I was so excited. No, nothing. Trash. Dog shit. Okay, so now what? What, what other shit have we got? Oh, I can call a, call a car from my phone. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Wait a minute. This seems to be destroying people's lives. So by participating in this service that has now become necessary because America has extremely poor public transport in almost every major metro, depending on where you look. Oh, cool. So I'll take a regular cab. Oh, those are also bad. Okay, so everything's bad on transportation. So I just am now interacting with a shitty system. Again, what has tech brought me, though? What has tech done that has truly changed my life and my being very general here? All right. Um... I'm looking around my looking around my desk right now, and I'm really looking for like cool tech shit that happened in like the last ten years. And I see an inductive charger. I can put my phone and charge it by clicking it onto a magnet. That's pretty cool. I guess uh, this roadcaster thing I'm looking at that I can plug a microphone into it. That's very old technology. I got a 4K monitor, but that's the thing. What has tech done for the average person? Fuck all. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's been a minute before. I mean, yeah. Like the first thing I think of when I think of like modern tech and it's, it's, I mean, there, there is good things, but the, the, the first thing I do think of is I mentioned this before, just like the amount of fees on everything. Like you look yeah. at Ticketmaster, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you pay 30, but that's not even tech. That's, that's a, tech. that's a different kind of fuckery. That's, Straight up, just monopolies that yeah, the government yeah. needs to destroy. But I feel like dynamic that wasn't, pricing. 
Yeah, that, that Quote, I feel like that's kind like of that. developed. I just I just feel like fees on top of fees because I mean even with these some, some of these apps like delivery apps like DoorDash. Oh yeah. I like same same deal as like Uber in a lot of ways. But then it's like oh they're probably they're price gouging you and you're paying like forty bucks more than just like calling the location itself. Well, oh no no it's actually worse than that because no you can't call the place because the places are usually if not in an exclusivity deal, they will not take even like credit card. And if you call them on the phone, at least in my case, my accent gets in the way of almost every phone interaction I've ever had (laughs) in this country, which isn't anyone's fault, but my own. But yeah, it is easier to order on an app. It's easier to get your order right. And for that, both the company, sorry, the company, the, the place you're getting delivery from and the delivery person and the customer gets fucked. The only person who doesn't get fucked is the tech company. And again, what really is technological about that? They just built the fucking delivery layer. The actual work is done by other people. Mm-hmm. The revenue generated through confusing and nebulous fees. The delivery done by a person. The food made by another person. None of these people involved in actually making any money, really. Because they're getting ram-fucked by these companies. And then bringing up Indiegogo again... There, there used to be so many cool things in Indiegogo. And the reason there were is all of them were fake. <laughs> yeah, we got a cooler that has a blender, that has a fridge. Yeah, none of that, that, that shit made the it out. Like coolest. The coolest. Shout out cooler. to the coolest. But that's the thing. That's another thing where people said, oh, shit. Oh, wait a second. Now, here's a good one. I'm going to be able to, instead of getting my blood drawn, I'm going to be <laughs> able to just get a single prick in my finger. <laughs> And I will be able to at any Walgreens, except all of it was made up because Theranos was a big fucking scam, which could have very easily been broken through due diligence. Yeah, that's something I learned about Theranos. Because I, I think that like most of the developments of that one kind of happened when I was a bit younger. Right. Um, so I just I watched like a, an hour long video talking about like the whole history uh actually by jay aubrey somebody who we just had on he Mm -hmm. talked to he made a video about theranos and just seeing some of the lies and just like i mean i see you see so many parallels today of of, how did nobody fucking catch that yeah like some of that stuff is so egregious it's actually insane and you know who was on the board of theranos what was that um henry Henry kissinger Kissinger. yeah yeah i must be clear that any amount of due diligence would have stopped that company from existing. And now you think, okay, well, they definitely learned their lesson with the lack of due diligence, which is why when cryptocurrency came along, (laughs) well, first and foremost, let's be clear. The venture's due diligence like cryptocurrency. (laughs) Well, also, they did their due diligence for some of it in the sense that they didn't have to because they were like, the laws don't exist. We'll just invest (laughs) in this shit. And it's too long to explain at length, but... Let me put it like this. They knew how fucked that system was from the beginning. They knew that they could pump the prices and basically do insider trading without ever really having... Look at every company that's ever been invested in by Coinbase Ventures. Look how they go on Coinbase when they come out at a higher price, and then the investors dump. They dump their tokens onto the people. doesn't it's really every happen anymore. Single, it's every single coin, though. Like Every time they came out, it would have a huge spike for like five yep. minutes, and then the bottom would immediately drop out. And yeah, it was so get, obvious. Some of them you'd get a day or two. It, but the point <laughs> yeah. I'm making is due diligence, though. Then, of course, there was FTX. Now, had a single person gone to Sam Bankman-Fried's Bahamian fuck pad 
and looked at anything and they'll say, oh, well, what happened there was Sam had a hidden system. Did you look at the fucking bank account, dickhead? <laughs> Did you look at the money? No. We let him put it on the Miami Heat Stadium, though. Can I ask you a question, Ed? That This is a simpleton question, but... When, for instance, like with SVB, every transaction involved is reported to the the FTC. What about FTX? We, like, what what are the reporting wait, wait, requirements? Back like? up for a second. What do you mean is reported to the FTC? So, uh, like, well, I was watching on fucking MSNBC at work this morning. How they're gonna say they were they were talking about? Well, we're gonna be able to figure out exactly who is responsible. We're gonna be able to figure out exactly who did what. If there was insider trading, we have all the records. How does yes. that apply to somebody like uh, our, our Sam Bankman Freed or FTX or these crypto guys? I mean, I, no one got to report shit to fuck when it came to FTX. There was nothing like that. There was no reporting at all. They just made stuff up. They People were signing deals based on a Google sheet. Yeah. Imagine how hard is it for the average person to get a fucking mortgage, but Sam Bankman free could raise $200 million by going, check out this Google sheet. And people just <laughs> throw money at him. When it fell apart, when it fucking fell apart, though, it was just so nakedly broken. Had one of these companies that put billions or millions or whatever, no one put billions, it was hundreds of millions, <laughs> tens of billions, into this exchange, they could have gone, may I see your bank accounts? And if Sam Bankman-Fried said no, they could then say, okay, well, we're going to decline until you do because just want to make sure you're actually operating like a financial institution and not just an insane polycule-backed Bahamian <laughs> fuckfest. See, that's the thing that like gets me about a lot of these like operations is it seems like, like in retrospect, it's like, oh, how did any of this happen for so long? It's like you, you'd think that it would be found out so fast. Because enough people got rich. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, because really it seems like that's the only areas is. where tech really has succeeded. For the consumer, not so much, as you were saying, Ed. Not There's mm -hmm. some cool stuff here and there, but nothing really. But what I think of like tech advancement in the last decade, I think, damn, my boss can spy on me at my computer while I'm working from home. They know everything that I'm doing on my fucking computer. They can, when I have to... Uh, do any sort of uh, assessments or anything like that. They can turn on uh, my webcam and take control of my computer. They know every keystroke that I make. That's what tech has done for me in the last decade. Yep. And to go even further, I mean, with ring cameras, yes, like with how it's like connected to the cloud and the the partnership what Amazon has with like police, like law enforcement. Mm. You they can just you can just be spied on. Like any any police department can just see what you're what you record like that's insane or like the election like, well they can't just to be clear they can't just see the police do not have direct access and also don't be angry at ring be angry at palantir okay palantir the secretive data company that no one really knows what they do but they help the police quote unquote catch criminals <laughs> that's that one's scary that's some real psycho shit or perhaps be angry about the fact that tech really has not made an effort to stop companies like Spokio and Telly has been verified and the like from just sharing your information with whoever has 25 bucks. Because those companies, <laughs> the data brokers have existed for some time. That is one where the government needs to put some fucking rules in place and basically make those companies illegal. But also, my larger point I'm making here is all of this would be almost forgivable. 
if there was some cool shit to go with it. <laughs> we All need of our this, treats. I'm serious, agree more. Truly I'm serious. Agree like, more. We forgive the NFL for nearly killing a guy every so often because it's entertaining. <laughs> if tech had, because tech used to have a lot of cachet when it was Steve Jobs showing us the iPad, Elon Musk showing us the Model S. When it was cool stuff that people could say, okay, these people need money to build the future. That's inspiring. That's a narrative you can buy and sell. It's something you can look at and have hope for and excitement about. You look at what tech's done in the last 10 years, and to your numerous points, it's added fears. You can get your treats way faster. That is one thing tech has done. But the cost, fiscally for us and societally for the people working for these companies, is severe. And it would be, you know what, if tech had turned around after this SVB thing and been like, oh, I'm sorry, that actually would be quite attractive, I actually think. People love contrition. They love an underdog story where someone who fucked up apologizes and does things better. But that would involve them apologizing and them doing better, which does not appear to be on the <laughs> cards quite yet. But also, seriously, you, so many people loud on Twitter in the tech industry go on about how they should be treated special. Do something. Sorry, that's my cat. Um, do something special. Do something. Do something. Do fucking something for a normal person. Put those hundreds of millions of dollars into doing something fucking cool, into something interesting. I don't even know what it is. I was going to ask, what, what, do, you, what do you suggest? Because Well, have either of you guys heard it's not of... my fucking uh, job. <laughs> you, neither of you guys have heard of the Cybertruck? I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Looks to like a Nintendo cars. 64 car came yeah. real. When I first saw that, when I, when I recently watched a Total Recall, the original one, for the first time. Oh, and yeah. And some of those yeah. cars, I was like, oh, my God. Elon Musk just wanted to make the cars in Total Recall. No, that, somebody just... showed him like a concept art, and he did not even have an original thought. Somebody else was yeah. like, this would be cool if you made this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What this seems broadly sort of analogous is another, uh, this story of like SBB's collapse and the subsequent whining reminds me of a, a story that's sort of happening in the reverse with Mr. Beast, where all these people are <laughs> like, this uncanny little freak, myself included, this uncanny little freak just goes out there and like does these weird stunts that benefit like six guys. I mean, I know the blindness thing was more than that, but it's still like, it's always seemed weird to me, but he has so many defenders because he can just turn around and say, well, I'm helping people. And it's it's worked for him so insanely well. And the tech industry, on the other hand, is like, you motherfuckers need to wait for our innovation. We will have that ready for you <laughs> shortly. In the meantime, we invented an app that can remind you to get the mail out of your mailbox. That will be $2,000, please. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing with like Mr. Beast, though, is he understands... The, the the need for like a parasocial parasocial like base like he 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 understands he's actually a pretty good marketer yeah, with that smart. weird I mean, smile of his you you can't <laughs> say he's not smart he's he's a genius no. i mean he really is you have to hand it to him there he understands the system in like a really weird way for like and a 24 I just, year old yeah that was what i was going to say he is 24 is that true yeah 
Yeah, he's twenty. Crash, I thought he was he looks 30s. so much older. No, that's yeah. fucking horrifying. He looks like he's in his thirties. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Late thirties. <laughs> uh, he was born yet ninety eight. Wow, you could have told me that he was older than me, and I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I found stunning when I found out he was like younger than me. Even I was like, what the fuck? No way. Wow. He's also Ed's nemesis because uh, he also has a he's got. The smile. I don't know what kind the of smile, smile or how no, to describe the smile. He has this weird, the gormless grin mm. that looks truly awful. <laughs> I'm not saying mine looks. It's great. menacing. It haunts me. It it is threatening. <laughs> I just want to see someone who watches per- this, and I, I want to see. I want to hear from someone who watches Mr. Beast who can just tell me why. <sighs> why do you what? What is the entertainment value of this guy going? Ah. I've euthanized 2,000 cats, putting them out of their misery. Like, well, I've recreated Squid Game. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yet they immediately go to, like, his line of, like, he helps people. And it's like, I'm not arguing that. I want to know why you want to watch this in the first place. And they're like, he helps people. You're being a hater. And it's like, oh, I... Okay. I don't <laughs> want to consume media where somebody's giving a homeless man a, like a thousand dollars or whatever. That doesn't make me feel good. It just makes me feel sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like those articles that are like this ninety-year-old man did this thing at Walmart, and it warms our hearts. It's like this man is working at ninety years old at Walmart. What exactly. Warms our hearts. Yeah. Like, how is this heartwarming? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Mr. Beast isn't even a tech problem. That's just a media problem. Yeah. That's no, I was just saying, thing. like the messaging. Yeah, the no, messaging no, no, no. on the Mr. Beast thing. The tech people could learn a little bit from that uncanny, weird freak, so yeah, that they can yeah. uh, start to start to get in the good graces of some normal people, and not the kind of guys who will spam the absolute worst memes you've ever seen in your entire life <laughs> in the replies. <laughs> I I just feel like. Even think about back to YouTube. YouTube is cool. Like, YouTube's cool, but that's old now. Even, you know what the other thing is? Tech seems to be making the things we like worse. Instagram mm-hmm. used to be a place for following photos. Now it's a place for sometimes seeing photos you want to see and most of the time seeing videos of shit Facebook wants to sell you. Yeah. It's fucking or shit insane. That's our, they just stole off TikTok. Like, it's not good anymore. Yeah. It's an awful app. Terrible. Yeah, I mean that's that's been the story with like every single like social media or app or just Google. Is it Google? Just, Google sucks yeah. now. Searching Google for things is, is bad. Oh my Does god! Everything. Like- why would people like tech now? What is there that we should be grateful for? And if the answer is well, your computer, fuck off. None of you people <laughs> are part of that. None of you fucking people. None of you work. If you work for I Apple, I hate my computer you, now. I used to love going on. I love my computer. It's a Mac. My Mac's been working great. I'm very happy with my Mac. But also, Mac has been an Apple thing. That's just Apple. What else are you fucking people working on? <laughs> because that's if they didn't have this very entitled, very demanding attitude, I would not be that mad. Yeah, actually, I would just I be like, fine. You just you. you do a job, whatever. Hmm. Yeah, um, living in an area where a lot of people have kind of done a tech exodus, um, Tacoma, Washington, we're in Seattle, obviously a lot of tech, but there was a kind of a, a lot of flight from California up here the last five years or so to the point where Tacoma was actually the number one real estate market, like quarter over quarter, three quarters in a row over the span of like two years in the entire country of like the hottest growing market. 
and prices went up and uh, you couldn't afford to buy a house here. And 10 years ago, Tacoma was a dump that was always on cops and everybody made fun of you if you lived there. And now it's like this like tech utopia. And all the people that move up here, all they do is they complain about how everybody, all the locals fucking hate them, which is true. And then they complain about the weather, which they're right. But fuck them. That, you know, everybody, there's like this entitled attitude for the tech people that relocate here that's hard to pin down. The exact same thing happened in Austin. Um, My brother lives in Nashville. He said it's happening there as well. Um, It's just this thing where these guys have like such a chip on their shoulder. And I think in a, I think in a large part, just as like somebody who has observed, I think a big part of the. The, the image problem that the Silicon Valley has is that they aren't like they aren't even what Mark Zuckerberg was pretending to be 15 years ago. They aren't sure. even the plucky little nerds. These are literally just all Patrick Bateman guys and literally mm-hmm. like pretending to be Patrick Bateman and talking about how cool like Wolf of Wall Street is and shit. <laughs> These are those the guys. They're not even like the Patrick Bateman guys because those Patrick Bateman guys are scary. <laughs> They're actually scary. They'll actually kill someone. They'll poison someone to make money. They'll stuff the cat into the ATM. These guys will not. The, these guys will just complain. Bold of you to say that about um, that that Peter Thiel wouldn't take a man's life without blinking. <laughs> yeah, Peter hire Thiel is a, is a real one. <laughs> he he actually, I, I would not want to be in a room with him. He, he's genuinely <laughs> scary. Um, so you, we we have talked about a few of these sort of like um, the as you were talking about like Uber before they became this vampiric hellscape and and. These other things. So I do want to ask you about um, this this recent big tech merger, in which uh, blah blah car has acquired Klaxit. Yeah, I think that this is probably the most important story in tech right now. Blah blah car <laughs> has acquired Klaxit, and at Breaking. that point, I no longer know anything else. I have not opened the article. I will not learn what this means. Oh, I did read the article, and it's, it oh, makes please, it even please worse. Please elaborate on I what just, blah, I, blah, car, and classic. Before do you, you guys want to know? Oh, go ahead. Before you, I just want to say, I love how literally none of those words in that like article title were in the Bible. Like, none, not a single word in that. <laughs> not a single one. So I just wanted to know what the story was with, with these companies. I didn't finish the article because I just didn't want to have a stroke, but blah, blah car. They're, they're both European companies. Um, so blah, blah car is a company where if you, uh, want to have go on a road trip, but you don't enjoy things like friendship and having good music and being comfortable in your own space, what you can do is, uh, rent a chair or rent a seat in somebody else's car when they drive across the country on a, on a long road trip. That's what they do. So it's uh, pegged as uh, an alternative to trains or buses when you want to travel to another city for a vacation or if you want to visit your family. That's Blah Blah Car. So they they have decided to become a middleman in the hitchhiking industry. It's like every (laughs) single... 
<laughs> Every single one of these things is like, what if you, uh, what if you paid me fifteen dollars a month for your grandmother's cookie recipe? It was like my grandmother. I'm paying you for my grandmother's cookie recipe. It's it's just all the same shit. It's like it's like it's Uber, but for road trips. That's bananas. Like. Hey, can I bum a ride with you? I'm going to pay this thing. guy it's like just, 30 bucks. What are these companies? I just get, I'm so tired. Well, Klaxit is another funny one too, um, because what this, it's the same it idea. Sounds like a fucking bad guy from Ratchet and Clank. Klaxit <laughs> <laughs> is the same idea, but it's within the same city. So you can like um, carpool to work ostensibly, which would be fine if these weren't in like European cities that actually have trains and public transportation. So it's completely useless. So you do it in Europe to, to uh, copyright the silly name. And then you come to America where, you know, the real money and the real scumbags are. I don't know. I, uh, I'm going to slash the tires of, of every Klaxit car I see. If I see a, I, it's on site for every Klaxit. Woo! I can't wait for the day I see one of those. Yeah, Ed, when you share when you shared that tweet, I seriously I had to read it like two two and a half times. I was like, I read it to myself for ten minutes. I I really thought it was a joke, and then I had to actually click the article. I just could not believe that. Did you enter like a fugue state? I did. Yeah, yeah. I posted this meme that's from like ten years ago, whatever. But the SpongeBob Mr. Krabby's meme where he's like. It's all he's dizzy because he's yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I felt. Like. I immediately sent it to David Roth because oh, yeah. usually I just yeah, yeah. say I, I send him any and all confusing things just so that it can hurt him because I love my friend. <laughs> uh, so we have a uh, we have a couple of things here we could go into in terms of Signature Bank or some of the lesser demons below peter Thiel's vc pervertry well um, signature that's that is it's a good place for us to wrap up actually because okay cool what's interesting is a bank called silvergate also died mm-hmm. they died again they bought long-term securities when they shouldn't have and also in their case they were one of the major banks of crypto and thus like when the biggest crypto one in the went, country or maybe the world even right I was them and the other one that died, Signature. Signature, yeah. I had them both. So in the case of in the case of both of those, those bank in the case of Silvergate, they just were killed. They were shot dead. The government (laughs) just put them in the ground. And I don't know if they actually got bailed out. Like no one's really talking about Silvergate. That's a dark Brandon moment right there. No, but just no one's talking about (laughs) it because there were much more big things. So what was weird was Signature Bank. The government just went, yeah, this doesn't look good. We're going to shut it. And they did. They like buried it in the <laughs> Silicon Valley. They were just like, hey, we saved both of these banks. This one's they Signature. It. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of, well, they did. They just mentioned it. Yeah, and in the press so release, weird. it was like, they just threw that in the liner notes that we're also doing this. I was like, wait, I I don't know. I'm too dumb to know that that what's going on there. But I also know that when they throw that in like three fourths the way through a press release, it's probably, they don't really want you to look at it for some reason, which mm, I guess we'll find out later. But one funny thing about signature bank is, uh, on the board was our good friend, Barney Frank. 
of Dodd yes. Frank fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. That's not how I know him. I know him as his from the tweet protruding yes. nipples. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, one of the top ten Trump tweets of all time. I retweeted it today when I was preparing for this episode because I was just it's, laughing. It's Trump it has he to be was, one of the top ten tweets of all time. He was really so real all. for it too. I fucking hated Barney Frank since I first saw that motherfucker's face. That dude's fucking. <laughs> What yeah. a demon. What an I think absolute... he's done a lot of good for children, but... I mean, just the financialized... Like... Oh, sorry, different Barney. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, whatever legislation he's talking about, no, he's just being... He's being cheeky, as his people say. Yeah. But yeah, his his today, because he was arguing against um, more regulations today and i just was thinking his nipples were protruding and it was disrespectful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but that's the thing i don't know about the barney frank stuff and i know that a lot of this these banks were allowed to diddle in the way they diddled because they were in this weird they were in this weird world where they repealed things under Trump that were specifically put in place to stop a situation exactly like this one happening. And Bernie Sanders went out and was like, we are going to have a bad situation. Yeah. Much in like the room. financial crisis. And everyone was like, shut the fuck up, Bernie, you dumb bitch. <laughs> There's All always people a in Congress video. just like being like, fuck off, Bernie, throwing shit at him. There really is always a Bernie video, though. Yeah, like, there's oh, always a buddy video. It's like this is. bad thing is gonna happen, and everyone just like jeering. Okay, it's not. It's not like Parliament in England where people actually do that. In in England, <laughs> if you say something that people disagree, they just go. Bleh, bleh, bleh. It's kind of cool. I wish they did it. I here. I, I wish they did videos. it here. Are there are there rules against? I, I assume there must be, but it would be really cool if they just started yelling at each other. We could probably. We we yeah we would have another we would have a second caning of Sumner in like the third day of it but um, <laughs> somebody would be beaten with a rod on the floor of the Congress but I think we I think we do need that. What happens now? Is this just this like because uh, financial crisis was I know it's not the same because the subprime mortgage is very different than what happened, but it did happen fifteen years ago in March I think is when when the when shit started to go downhill. So are we in a situation where they're going to hem and haw in the democratic primary, if we have one uh, about regulations that are just going to get uh, overturned in? No, I think that they're going to push these regulations through and I don't get the sense. I think the Republicans are going to make some noise, but I don't think they're going to want this to happen again, even in Republican land. And they don't, they don't really have a good political position to argue against it. Because usually they do their no big government thing, except little Mr. Libertarian very loudly said, we need big government just this once, please. It so seems like they're just going to talk about wokeness. Like that's yeah, they'll say we angle. don't, they'll add some clause where like it can't be woke. Yeah. And a judge will be like, okay, well, that means nothing. So sure. Yeah. Okay. It's not woke now. I'm a judge. This bank is not woke. Bang, bang, bang. There's my gavel. Fucking idiots. Boom. <laughs> If it doesn't, if we don't get regulation, this will happen precisely one minute again after people forget about it. It will be Credit Suisse also has a problem, but I think it's different. I don't understand. I'm fucking tired. I don't understand what's going on there, and I'm annoyed it's happening. It's personally inconveniencing me in the sense that I have to learn what it is, and I'm done learning stuff for the day. (laughs) And, But I think that... I don't think the government is going to let these banks collapse because 
They've seen what that does in the past. And I think we will see some sensible legislation pushed through. And if Republicans push against it, they're going to be in some trouble. But the one worry I have is that Republicans might push against it by saying the woke left bailed out the banks. I thought you guys hated money. I honestly don't know how it will do. I I really don't. I I have been bathed in this for days. I'm fucking exhausted by it. Everyone is who's been dealing with it. Every single person in the valley that I know is just kind of tired this week. And I think so, what we're gonna what we're gonna see is people in the valley are gonna have to really decide how they want to be seen by the rest of the world. And I hope that that changes things. So I have a um I have a coworker um uh at at the school i work at she runs the investment club at my school and she told me yesterday and i quote no matter who you bank with take all of your money out of the bank today if you can it's all going down invest in crypto and property i am in my own bank all of my money is tied up in my various properties do Mm -hmm. you think i should do what she's done and uh divest from the american system no <laughs> fucking hell no <laughs> yes, uh, anyone who tells you to leave like that, all yeah. the banks <laughs> what are you fucking talking about jesus <laughs> christ yes, you think being people. a leftist involves just leaving the economy in time i know it sucks <laughs> i know capitalism sucks but you need a bank she's not a leftist she is a landlord and and then an oh but, so uh, she's not human no no no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. She's the she's uh, the other half black teacher in my department. So we get asked a lot of the same questions together, which mm. is annoying. But <laughs> I maybe the word might not be annoying. It might be just racist. Well, I know they mean well. I don't want to yeah. be too harsh. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Ed. We deeply appreciate you uh, ruining your brain and then dumping it out on the uh, podcast here. My pleasure. Um, Love yeah, doing it. Thanks for coming out for the third time. You are like a reigning champion mm-hmm. for, for Western Kabuki. The West End yeah. Kabuki master. You are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the pre-hominids from 2001 Odyssey when they see the, the shrine or what's it called? The fucking obelisk or whatever. Every time you Monolith. come in here monolith thank you that's what ed is he's the he's the monolith for this pod oh i yeah, thought he, i was just the man <laughs> screaming at the monolith because that that also tracks yeah you're the <laughs> you're the monkey who tries I'm to the beat hairy yeah, you're the monkey that yelling. uses the femur to beat the other monkey you <laughs> yeah, exactly the other monkey to death <laughs> and the femur is my brand <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for having me though always yes a pleasure. absolutely give always him, so give him that uh give him those sweet delicious plugs Oh, uh, yes. Easy.substack.com. And you can find me on Twitter at E-D-Z-I-T-R-O-N. And that's where you can find me. And I, I will respond to at least three of your tweets if you ask me to. <laughs> nice. I've, he's a man of his word. He's a man of his word. Uh, you can follow us at Western Kabuki. Uh, please. Um, oh, this is a Patreon. Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. We deeply uh, appreciate it. And uh, uh, I assume if you're paying us, you must be following us already. So we uh, deeply appreciate and love you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you so day. much. Thanks Take a care. lot.